Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, goddesses, and welcome to another edition of Astrology Hour. And of course, I have special guest Lynette Duncan on today to talk to us about everything going on astrologically, all that's affecting us, or I guess how we're affecting planets, um, everything going on in the universe that's, that, that we need to know in order to continue to move forward and navigate this new earth. And so, as um, always, I just have a few announcements, uh, really actually just, just one, and then I'm going to move in and let Lynette take over. This is kind of how I always work this show because Lynette has so much information to share, and I don't want to interrupt her time because I don't want to take away from everything that you guys tune in to hear. So you won't hear much from me uh, until I wrap up at the very end. Mostly it's just going to be Lynette giving us all this amazing information that we all look forward to. I know I do. Uh, as I always tell people, yes, this is always saved. This show is always saved and archived. You can always go back and listen to it and share it with friends. But if you want to be antiquated or archaic and get out your notepad and write it all down as I do, as well, taking notes and making sure that you keep same things in a reference spot for you to look at daily. Um, that's always something that I do, and I certainly suggest it somehow, some way. Make sure that you're um, keeping up with this information because it, it comes in uh, beautifully. It's it's something that I know is coming from um, source, and it's just something that we need to hold on to. So put it somewhere where you'll have it. Um, say the link, whatever you have to do. So just make sure that you tune in next week. We always have Elizabeth Harbin on um, every first, third, and fifth. And so next week we will have Elizabeth Harbin on again. Um, she's offering free readings for you. So if you'd like to call in, you can do that. Our call-in show uh, is always listed um, on the show page. And if you're listening now, you can see that. So uh, otherwise, I don't have anything else really for you. I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Lynette Duncan. And I'll, as always, Lynette, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to hear what you have to share today. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always such a pleasure to be with you here and to share this information. And, you know, we had connected, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago and had opted to um, take a little bit of this space and time, but we were right before the um, the new moon, before the new moon was going to sort of show up. So I want to go back right. a little bit and just chat for a little bit about um, some of the energy. I'm not going to touch on too many like specific astrological points, but I really just wanted to talk about the energy because it's important um, about where, for why we are here and where we're at and sort of the trajectory of that. So, We've had, we just went through this intense um, eclipse cycle, which really was closing, um, closing out um, energy that we had initiated and had um, cultivated back a year ago when we had the great North American eclipse that was um, in, in August of last year. That was part of the eclipses always work in tandem with one another. And so they work in bigger and smaller cycles within, within each other's, um, you know, like range. Um, so we were working in a big year-long cycle, but then the eclipse cycle was really massive in the sense, the one that we just went through like the last two, a couple of months, to tie up loose ends. It was really about sort of getting to the crunch of it and allowing us to move out of this, um, you know, energy of stagnation if we were feeling that or um, indecision. It really sort of pushed us to make really big decisions and to sort of get some real needed clarity where we were maybe not trusting ourselves. Um, and so that's really what the eclipses do because they eclipse light. They, they actually eclipse our consciousness and um, they kind of reevaluate, reorient our energy in our brain almost. It's like a brain scramble. Um, and it just has a way of clarifying and bringing things back into focus. And that's really what eclipses do. Sometimes it does take a while to unravel that and for that to evolve because eclipses do work in bigger time cycles. So not everybody's going to be in that state, but many people experienced um, the, the eclipse followed up by that full moon in Pisces as really a culmination of energy that um, was about a completion. It was about coming to a huge end of a cycle 
um, that was bigger than just the eclipse. It was about really the ascension cycle and the trajectory that we've been on and even beyond that for some people. Um, the, uh, the eclipse, um, excuse me, the ascension cycle for everyone starts at a different time, but essentially a lot of people were activated in 2012 in that whole um, vicinity around um, the winter solstice of 2012 and so this was the end of the mind calendar this was the end of time there was a reason for that because we did every everybody was sitting around expecting for the world to end and actually it did exactly what it was supposed to do it ended time that was what the mind calendar signified was the end of time or out of time and Partly at that, the reason for that was because we did line up at that galactic center and we closed out a 26,000-year um, cycle, um, energetic cosmic cycle, universal cycle. And now we were aligned with the central sun. And we are aligned with, um, in, that, in that bathing of, of planetary and galactic energy, we are right in the winds of change. And so all these solar winds that we experience, all of these earth changes that we're in, all of this awakening and how all of us have been activated, our codes of DNA have been activated and turned on, it's all by design. It's all by grand, beautiful, um, planetary and cosmic emanations that are assisting us and um, helping us to awaken and to activate and to create change. So many of us have awakened and we've moved into these really beautiful states of alignment with ourselves and integrity and authenticity and sovereignty. And these are big, big themes that we've been working on, um, you know, as a, as a global community, especially um, around the time that Leo and North Node joined up, um, not this last May, but the year before in May. So we've had a lot of big cycles coming in. Um, we're going to talk about some of those cycles today because Uranus is a major player. Um, all the planets really are sort of having their, having their day, and it's mostly about the outer planets that are really lining us up in the ballpark of our lives. And so um, the full moon in Pisces a couple of weeks ago was really about, and it carried the energetic code of Pisces, of the ability to just release and surrender in faith and trust to the flow of your life. And so it brought up a lot of things during that eclipse passage that were in your face to show you exactly, you know, what needed to, what that surrender needed to look like and what it was really about. Surrender is not an easy thing to do. It is mental gymnastics in a way. It's, um, it takes a while to actually get to a place of surrender. And you do become good at it. You become very equipped and very good at it. But it's not something that people do easily. It's something that they sort of learn. You almost have to learn to trust yourself um, in a very much, in a very deeper way. So that Pisces full moon was really about the illumination of our need to merge and actually dissolve any discordant energy in our vibratory field because we really were at the end of the cycle. And that's really what um, this disillusion or the dissolving energy of Pisces was about was that we'd really just kind of reached the cog, the end of the cog, the turn of the cog of that wheel. And so we closed out a big, big cyclic cyclical energy and the last the new moon that we just had in Virgo between that full moon and that Virgo moon that we just had in the new moon on Sunday um, that was about that was repeating the energy that we had been in with our north node before it went into Leo that Pisces Virgo energy of moving out of victim states the mentality of victim states and mentality of victim thinking and um, or trying to rescue someone, be like have like adopting a, a Christ consciousness or a like not a Christ con consciousness. We'll talk about that, but a savior complex with people, and really identifying where we were in that kind of an energy. So this is sort of some of the themes of things that were just collapsing. Plus, we have been collapsing third density third density energy so we've got so much stuff going on almost on every level every level that Virgo new moon brought in a beautiful sense of order divine order and purity so what Neptune dissolved and what you were able to release was 
a period of a void between that full moon and that um, that last, that new moon that we were just in, there was a real void and people were, I was really feeling it. Um, I went, I went way deep inside myself and um, I had been activated by a couple of things in my life and some things really came into focus and I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and feeling really sort of away in it, like a distance away from my business and astrology and what it is that I do. And, it was all kind of confusing, which really sort of matched that theme of that Pisces energy just really dissolving. And so I traveled through that last two weeks wondering how I was going to come out of it, you know, where I was actually going to be because it feels like everything is being reordered. And that was the purity that Virgo brought us. That was the, um, the goddess, the mother goddess, who was now cultivating and had had. Um, gathered the harvest and was now bringing it in the abundance um, for the feast. So we're in the moment of feast, really. And we, we get to be really patient with ourselves as the new energies, now that everything has sort of collapsed, um, the new energies are now presenting themselves. And what's really important about this period of time that is more energetic than even astrological, even though we have supports for that, is that this is a huge service in um, activation with Virgo in this new moon. And it was really about setting your intentions of how you're going to show up and be in service on the planet, energetically, physically, spiritually, mentally. Um, Virgo is a very service-oriented energy, the most, and it's the most healing energy. So these were the themes that were really set on Sunday. And so as we move forward in this energy and as these things unfold in front of us, we're still going to maintain, um, you know, our sense of release and surrender. And we'll be looking at those things that we're still working with and that are still presenting themselves. But we do and have had a lot of planetary um, support for this. But those that have been in service um, are being asked in this void and in this window that of that's really sort of it's kind of feels like a separation and a major intense separation in a sense what it really is is a leveling up and it feels like we're being removed from our life's work in some way or that there's issues with a money flow or we're just not feeling connected and it's not about our clients or what we're doing we want to be in service but we're feeling sort of a, a blockage almost in a way or a a hand up that's like, not yet. There's some sort of a resistance that's happening. And I've talked to a lot of healers, guides, and mentors that are having this experience in this void of just needing to withdraw, needing to introvert, and really just needing to go within. Because I feel like our templates, our life mission purposes have just gotten a huge boost. So how I'm thinking, how I'm really feeling like this is going to play out is that those who have been in service are going to take a big step forward into different things, not necessarily a departure from what they've been doing, but there's more that's coming. We're stepping into different states of service. They're going to look different. They're going to feel different. They might be bigger. In fact, they most certainly will be. And we get to trust that those visions, those connections to what that is going to be is going to unfold. So this is a major moment right now, especially for people that have been in service industries, the service work for a while, to distrust that their guidance is going to lead them to the next thing and that that will be revealed and that we're ready for whatever it is that's coming. And our job is to just make the decision that we're ready for what's next because clearly we're feeling sort of a a resistance to where we've been, it's energetically there, spiritually. So some, in some ways we're being asked to transmute that and do things differently in some way. And that's the best I can really articulate it. Then there's a, this wave of energy also not only awakened another wave, another group of souls that have awakened in this eclipse passage, but it also has activated people that are now ready to step into service. We're going to see a lot more souls branching out, stepping into their service, starting to offer their support and their guidance. And they will be, in a large part, taking on the new waves of souls that are awakening because um, they are exactly at the perfect opportunity for that 
um, effervescence, that excitement, that the able to guide a new person or a um, sort of a uh, um, an initiate initiate into the what it is and what spirituality is about and what the ascension and the awakening is. And so we're going to see people that are going to come online with their gifts and they're going to kind of come out of their closets, out of the shadows and step, you know, even if it's timidly into the, into the circle and cast their hat and be a part of the group and part of this healing energy that we are in now in this ascension. Um, and that is that energy alone of people really stepping through their courage to, to claim who they are, to claim their gifts, to claim their skills is going to also create another energetic push of ascension. So, all of this is happening and it's creating deep impulses within all of us to make changes and to take very specific steps into the newness of what we're creating. Now, what's really important to understand is that as we move into 4 and 5D energy, um, we are not, it doesn't look the same. The 3D matrix has collapsed and you're going to notice that more and more and more and more. Everything that you see in the 3D reality is an echo of what we have created in, in the past. So it's just almost as if the, you know, the, the time is running on that clock, but it's, it's a past vibration where, that we're still living in the echoes of it. In 4 and 5D, we don't have the bigger picture. We're, only, we're, we're, in, we're invited to, in faith and trust, to step out onto the road and really let that road rise up to meet us. And this, of course, is the theme of 4 and 5D energy, that you, you create, you make a decision, and you create step by step, and you're not ever revealed the whole picture, but you're revealed the next step. Your job is to just trust that you are completely divinely guided and supported by by source energy and that whatever is yours you can't miss so we're going to be feeling that more and more and more and more and our job as service people that have been in some of these supportive positions for a while is to be really loving really kind really gentle with the new people that are stepping up into service Um, i've seen some healers and guides and mentors sort of rolling their eyes and being like, oh, you know, everybody's a healer now and we need to be super, super careful that we are not holding judgment of any kind because um, that is not what we do here. We're not here to judge other people's um, energy. And that kind of a statement is really a statement of lack of competition and some sort of a fear-based reality that there's not going to be enough for everybody. And so as you are threatened or perhaps activated by some of these thoughts and ideas, check yourself because we're all being asked to grow in this period. We're all being asked to expand into the newness of who we are. And so we're going to be feeling that too. We're going to be feeling the trepidation of those of us that are sort of more seasoned. We're going to be feeling the trepidation of the uncertainty of our businesses, our entrepreneurship, our past. Um, going forward and we all need to support each other because it's all about the energy that we hold so that was very long-winded introduction (laughs) to the energy but um, I really needed to set that up because um, we do have some really really interesting energy that we are working in um, today and really what I wanted to talk about primarily today is Venus now Venus is an energy that she she does an orbit around the earth and it takes about two years for her to totally make um, a movement through all of the signs and then come to an original placement of where she started. And it takes about two years to do that. Um, Venus, whenever she goes retrograde, we feel it. Venus is a very personal planet. It activates the feminine energy within all of us, within all beings. And Um, She happens to uh, go retrograde um, in October um, in about a month from now. She just entered the sign of Scorpio. She's at three degrees of Scorpio. Um, And I'm actually looking at the 14th. So I'm looking at a couple of days out. But, um, you know, the the chart I'm looking at, she's actually three degrees of Scorpio. Scorpio, and when Venus enters a sign, especially one with that's as potent as Scorpio, we're going to feel it. 
plus she's um, in a dance in the heavens and in a partnership with Uranus, which is really the focus of our um, gathering here today. So let's talk a little bit about Venus and the energy that she carries, because we all have Venus in our chart somewhere. So Venus is an energy of love and beauty. She carries that feminine energy of receptivity and allowance and beauty and harmony and balance. These are energies that she creates with. And part of her template is um, integrity. It's about being in alignment so that you can be in that energy of love so there's no distortions in that presentation or expression of love. And because of that, the template also code is coded with what we need in order to have and act in those loving states. And so Venus really has a deeper template of personal worth um, and values, what your values are, because our values so much make up the person that we are. They, it builds our character, and it helps to develop our integrity. So really at its core, Venus is a very, very strong and beautiful energy within us um, that we take with us into all, all types of relationships, um, partnerships, you know, parental roles, and even loving and lover and intimate relationships. But the key word really for Venus is values and self-esteem, self-worth, because those are really the core components of her energy and how she expresses all the beauty, all the art, all the creativity really stems from that that template of love, but it, ha- it really is about self-love. Really at the core of it is really about self-love. So Venus will be in an energy of um, Scorpio for a while, and then she's going to retrograde and go back into the sign of Libra. She's going to be, um, over the period of um, the next several months, she and Uranus are going to be in this dance of a um, um, an opposition to one another. And Venus normally will only oppose, uh, because she moves fairly quickly, will only usually oppose Uranus um, maybe five days when that occurs. It's a very quick transit. Um, and it's powerful. It's a really powerful um, activation and a, um, an aspect And we're going to be in this, she's going to be um, doing this dance with Uranus for like three months. So it is, I am predicting some certain, a certain amount of intensity um, as Uranus shakes up our core um, ability to relate. And we're going to go deeper into what that means. And so in many ways, our self-worth, our self-love are going to be things that we're deeply going to be working on. Uranus is going to oppose Venus. Um, she's actually opposing him now in, in, um, in Scorpio and, and Taurus, because Uranus is still in Taurus, but is now retrograde. So she begins this dance with him um, in the, um, the fixed signs of Scorpio and Taurus, which are opposite signs. Um, and so the what really is revealed here and what is initiated um, when with Venus moving into the sign of Scorpio is moving into the depths of intimacy. Scorpio really is an energy that wants to merge. It wants intimacy. And this is why sex represents the eighth house and Pluto and Scorpionic energy is because conception actually happens in this house. Um, it is the transformation. It is the alchemical process of creating, you know, with the egg and the sperm and the, that, um, that conception and, what, and the transformation of those elements into human form. It is miraculous. And this is the energy that is available to us. We really do have the ability to rise in not just our feminine energy, but in the energy of that, which is love and care and compassion and a fierce protectiveness, a fierce fierce energy of creation. Women create, and, and, and if you think about Venus, you can think of womb energy. It's rich. It's dark. It's 
it's um it's ripe it's um it's potent and really this is the energy that we have it with venus and scorpio now what's really interesting and i've noticed this in my life is that venus went into scorpio and instantly um i was very aware that um in the context of my own relationship, um, there was a lot of clarity that came in for me. I got very, very clear about what I now am creating in the context of relationships and what I will no longer tolerate. And I have no problems articulating that. And not with an edge, but with just a direct clarity about what I will and where I am and where I'm not. Um, and so this is something that you will notice. Your values, your worth, um, depending on how it's activated, you'll sort of see where you're at with that and make those adjustments. But essentially, Venus is activating us into our deeper core values, into our deeper love, into, a, into deeper experiences of self-love and self-worth that create that self-esteem that so often we feel is lacking. So this is going to be a really beautiful um, opportunity for us to connect more deeply with that energy that's within us, to balance that feminine energy, but also to activate that within us. Now, Venus and Scorpio has kind of got some Kali energy, you know, or Kali energy, however you say that. The goddess Kali, she is, she's unwilling. You know, she's just unwilling to um, – be in an energy that doesn't serve her and that doesn't serve others around her. She is very focused and intent on the, the integrity, the truth of that. Um, and so she's going to, in some ways, you know, um, not tolerate, not tolerate anything that is surface, anything that doesn't have real meaning to it. So we've kind of crossed this threshold of, um, being very proactive in the types of relationships that we're creating, being very proactive within ourselves about what it is that we want, um, how we want to show up, and how we want relationships to show up for us. We're willing to do the work, but we are going to be very clear about what we're no longer tolerating. And that will mean that there will be some relationships that will not survive this, this transition because of those clarity moments and other relationships that are going to be coming together powerfully um, if the work's been done and you're ready and prepared for that. Um, And it will come together with some intensity. Now, when Venus is retrograde, you do want to be careful um, of any relationships that develop during this time only because um, the, the, the energy is so intense with Scorpio and Libra energy. They're both very deep relationships um, oriented energies that you don't want to go into another relationship with your blinders on. So it's best if you do enter a relationship that you take things slowly, even though the energy is overwhelming and very much palpable. You do want to sort of um, not be cautious because that implies a fear, but to just really check in with yourself, really check in with that part of you, you know, that's your yes. You don't want to ignore any false, you don't want to ignore any red flags. You don't want to ignore any blatant information that's right in front of you. We're not falling back into those unconscious states. So this is going to help us to get a lot of clarity and it's going to really show us where we need liberation and more freedom in our relationships, which is what most people are going to be moving into. Now, part of the ascension that we're in, part of that whole process, if we look at it in a bigger, with a bigger energetic perspective, we've been working on balancing masculine and feminine energy for a while. Uh, The feminine did, I don't want to say the feminine woke up first, but in a way she kind of did. She had to lead the charge. She, she had been the suppressed energy, the feminine. And so the feminine, um, as we were activated in the ascension, had to wake up so that she could take her place, rightfully so, energetically, um, in globally, in human, human, in humanity, um, because we need that balance. We, we had to lead the charge of that and we had to become vocal and that will, that will continue. But relationships are changing. We're not that, that part of the matrix, that relationship matrix of being codependent or um, 
not wanting to be lonely, and so you seek out a relationship or having a surface relationship that isn't meaningful to you, of course you're going to see those things. But if you're activated spiritually, this is where you're going to really notice the rubber meeting the road. This is where you're no longer able to move into. Um, You may try it and find that it just doesn't work. You either don't have um, a connection, a chemistry connection with another person, or you find out very quickly that you're just not in that space anymore. And so don't judge anything right now because you're going to be experimenting a little bit with this new relationship template. Um, But you are going to have more awareness in your body because now you're more energetically aligned with the integrity of your values, right? And so these values actually help you to make great choices. Um, So I do feel like relationships, there is huge, huge ground being covered here. And part of this energy that, that Uranus is activating is that we're not doing relationships that way anymore. We're not moving into code. We're not staying in codependency. We're not staying in these vibrations, these lower vibrations of neediness, of defensiveness, of resentment about what our partner is or is not doing. The reality is, is that you hold an energetic space in your body. And this is why we self-love because when you are aligned with yourself, and you no longer have separation within yourself, that you love and you accept yourself and you forgive yourself for all of the things that you've perceived that have been past mistakes or regrets, that, that you balance that energy within you, you love yourself, you meet yourself, you are witness to yourself in self-love. Self-love heals, it balances. And when you hold this energetic imprint of self-love, of being whole and contained within yourself, and you are radiating love, your own love, then you attract the partner to you. That is your true vibrational match. And that's really the only way we can do it is when we are holding the energetic match to that person. I can promise you that the relationships that are coming to you are so much more rich and textured and intimate and deep and meaningful than any other relationship you've ever had. So, this is the gift that Uranus is bringing us. This is the gift that these two planets doing this dance in retrograde are going to be working out. So take a deep breath. <laughs> um, the thing is about this is that it is, we're not necessarily going to traverse this easily. It is going to come as challenges. Uranus carries an energetic imprint of um, disruption. It, that's its energy. It is going to disrupt your old energy relationship template. And so there's going to be movement. <laughs> that's all I can say. But if you can remember um, this conversation, remember this um, activation in the heavens because it is temporary. It is serving you. So use this energy as wisely as you can to allow yourself to make changes deeply in relationship. Allow yourself to really look at how you show up in relationships. One of the things, I'll just give you an example. One of the things that, um, that came up for me that I noticed was old vibrations. I'm in a new relationship, and it's one that has really surprised me, and it's really deep and meaningful, and all those things that I just mentioned, this person is incredible, and I see this as a direct reflection of the self-love work that I do and what I teach others to do, and this person is amazing to me. I feel incredibly blessed, but I've noticed as I've been in this relationship for about, about, um, well, gosh, it hasn't been very long, Um, but I've had the opportunity to just spend several days with this person, and I've noticed that it has activated within me some of these distortions, some of these relationship distortions, because I've been single for a long time. So this is an opportunity to sort of clean up your vibration, to really see where you're still vibrating in lack and doubt, because what happened for me was that Um, I could have an amazing exchange, an amazing experience, an intimate experience of really, when I'm talking about intimacy, I'm not talking about sex, I'm talking about really connecting with another soul on a spiritual level. I would have these, you know, I had this, this one day I had this great um, period of time where I had spent 
with this person and it was just so affirming and so beautiful. And then the minute that he left, I went into my self doubt and I went into fear and panic a little bit because I can feel that the relationship is important to me and I don't want to lose it. So I had to really be in my deep in my self love practice last week to just ground and center myself and know that I'm safe, whether or not he stays in my life or not. I mean, we're not messing around in self-love. Self-love is what keeps you on the ascension path, and it creates the pathway forward to navigate all these little, <laughs> all these little trajectories that are kind of, you know, that pop up along the way. So that's just one example. You're going to notice that your energetic patterns in the relationship are going to come up. And because we live in duality right now, because this is why we're here is to have relationship, this could be big. This is going to be on all levels of your experience because we are in relationship literally with everyone. So some of the stuff that we've got going on um, in this, this moment, okay, um, with Venus opposite Uranus, um, we actually also, it's part of a grander, uh, a bigger, what we call it, a, um, a, a fixed cross, which is a big square. So we have an opposition and a, and a, and a like, that looks like a cross in the chart, and it actually creates four squares that kind of create a big box in the center. So we've got Venus and Uranus on one end, and then we've got Mars and the North Node on the other. So if you can imagine this polarity this access. So of course the other energy that is connected to this is that Mars. Now that Mars today, or excuse me, on the 14th is at zero degrees of Aquarius. So Mars is carrying the energetic um, component of Uranus because Uranus rules Aquarius. So it's ruling Mars's sign that it's now moved into. And Mars and Aquarius is potent energy. You know, it is Mars wants action. It's our masculine principle. It wants to take action. It wants to focus. It wants, um, and in, a, in an Aquarius energy, it is, um, it wants ideas. It wants to collaborate. Uh, it's going to have lots of ideas that are going to want some action behind it. It is going to really serve us to move into these states of service and, um, you know, just an energetic alignment with a greater purpose, a humanitarian purpose. It's going to align us with service. It's going to sort of, because it's an emotionally detached energy, we're going to be a lot less attached to the outcome. We're just going to be willing to try, and we're going to receive a lot of inspiration to take steps into a certain direction. So Mars is going to really serve us here, but you've got to remember Mars and Venus are square in this energy. And so this, there's a conflict here between the masculine and feminine. We're still balancing these energies. So you don't want to be, there's going to be a balance that you're going to be cultivating between this receiving energy of, of Venus, this reception, this allowance, this willingness in your integrity, staying in your integrity, but, but allowing things to occur and you, you observe and take that in. And then Mars is going to have a, a, you know, a separate energy that is going to be challenging your old belief systems around relationships um, because they're in this square together. Now, Mars, excuse me, Mars is opposing, um, let me just turn this off so that we're not. So Mars is opposing the North Node. And so the North Node is our collective destiny. Um, the North Node is also squaring Venus. So the North Node is where we're going. It is our collective destiny, and it is moving us and has been working in the area of sovereignty and developing our authenticity and our own individuality in this energy, this fiery energy of Leo. So this grand trine is, or this um, this grand, or this fixed cross is um, is really a big energy of. Um, putting some pressure on us because it is a fixed cross. Um, when we've got Scorpio and um, Aquarius and Taurus and Leo, those are all, those are the four fixed signs. 
so there's going to be an energetic feel of being at loggerheads a little bit, of noticing the conflict as it arises. Now, that Mars opposite the node, it, that Mars in Aquarius wants to make progress. Progress is the word because you're, um, Uranus and Aquarian energy is about progress. It's about forward movement. It's about the vision of the collective. It's the collective consciousness. Mars is going to have energy here. Mars is going to want to take action on the new ideas and inspiration that comes in. The North Node wants that too. But because of the energy of this grand fixed cross, things may feel a little sticky. And you may notice that wherever there's conflict, that's creating change. Anytime you notice a square in your chart, that always is an indication that change is needed. So change is needed on a really big scale. And because it's in a, these are all energies in fixed signs, um, you're going to notice the energy of that. It's going to feel like a blockage. It's going to feel like, um, you know, you're going to want to stand your ground because things have been done a certain way. Or perhaps you're being challenged to look at things or surrender or to just not know. Um, one of the ways that I've been challenged in this is that I have to just trust and surrender that not only am I going to be okay if the relationship doesn't work out, but that I don't need to know. I'm living in the moment, and that's really what my – uh, focus is going to be that's the healthiest thing for me in my self-love is to just stay in the moment that I am safe that I am loved that I'm having a beautiful experience with this person and instead of going into spinning off into narratives about all of that like we tend to do in relationships I'm choosing to stay extremely focused in the now this is my um, options for us to sort of you know this is my offering to you um, as, as a practice for you is to really stay in the now moment, stay in gratitude as much as you can, stay in appreciation. Now, this isn't going to be horrible, like destructive energy, unless it is. It may be. Depending on where you're at in your awakening process, this can be extremely disruptive and destructive because Uranus is here to basically tell us that we don't get to be comfortable in our grooves anymore. We're actually really now creating new neural pathways of finding new ways to be in the world on every level. And that's really what this echoes. We also have a Pluto trine sun moon in Virgo right now. That is current. That is an energy that is really nice because it is allowing us to um, make those deep changes, make those evolutionary changes, use that alchemy. This is a wonderful time. If you didn't do it during the, um, the new moon on Sunday to set intentions. We don't need moons in certain phases to do that. We can always do that. But intention setting is going to be really key. Um, one of the things that I've also noticed, um, and this is really reflective of this Pluto-Sun energy, this Pluto-Sun-Mercury conjunction energy. And this is just true, I think, for everybody. This isn't really an astrological um, component, but more of just an energetic one. Um, we, because we're so much more into the edge and the, the, um, the energy of the 4 and 5D, this is really, we've moved out of um, the ways that we manifest, the ways that we line up with our timelines and our destiny. And what it, what's really been coming through to me lately with all of my clients, I'm seeing it reflected with all of them and with myself too, is that um, decisions need to be made. Decisions need to happen. Um, and this is what this passage is going to really help you do. It's going to help you to clarify what's important, what's meaningful, what's deeply meaningful. This, again, comes back to our values. So um, self-love is really the key. Self-love is really the key for this kind of, um, you know, this kind of anchoring and this kind of navigation. We also have um, a really, really nice energy that we've been in kind of off and on several times this year, and that is this Jupiter-Neptune trine. We've got some really lovely trines happening. Um, this is really, uh, this is abundance. This is spiritual supportive energy. Both, both Jupiter and Neptune are spiritual planets. 
um, Jupiter rules, um, used to rule Pisces before Neptune was discovered. So these energies are working together. Neptune is kind of a higher octave, a higher tone of the divinity and the God consciousness that that Jupiter is. Jupiter is really about wisdom. It's about truth. It's about um, being being in alignment, being in integrity, balance. And um, it brings so much abundance to us. It brings so much, um, you know, They both of these planets carry an energy of faith. So we have a lot of spiritual support right now. Um, I am really recommending that people um, start using their imaginations. We are now in fully in 5D. Five, imagination is a 5D energy. It's a tool in 5D. Um, anything, one of the ways to think about 4 and 5D energy is to imagine what is beyond the physical. So when we talk about 4 and 5D energy, we're talking about intuition. We're talking about psychic energy. We're talking about empathic ability. We're talking about, um, you know, that gut feeling that you have. Um, you know, we're talking about love. We're talking about all these things. These are all energies that we can't see, but we feel them. We sense them. So we're, move, we're more, much more moving into the sensory um, body and, and, and as we move into our light body and as we sort of shed these 3D um, constructs sort of behind. So we're in really complex magical energies right now. Um, there is a lot of support for us. I really do recommend that we that you spend every single day um, working with your intentions, working with your imagination. We can't really undervalue or overstate right now how important it is to work with your imagination to visualize and to see and to feel in your mind and your body um, the the reality that you're creating. Um, when you're in these relationships dynamics with other people it's really important to notice where you're in negativity like whether you're ruminating about it later or you're feeling conflict with a person one of the best things that we can do as spiritual beings right now is to hold an energy of light and to see someone in their highest their highest potential their highest purpose don't focus on their difficulties what they're not doing um, I mean, you want to do that for clarity, but if this is the person that you're keeping in your life and you're working out this relationship, you don't want to keep a focus on the more negative stuff. You want to be that one who is really um, holding the space of um, everything you love about your partner, everything you love about your child, everything you love about your coworker or your boss. These things, by, by being truthful with yourself and really seeing things from a loving eye, is going to really help you to get clarity. Because if you're not in that vibration anymore, if it's really not in resonance to you, holding the highest perspective of it is going to help you make those changes um, more gracefully and in more integrity and alignment, um, really, just with who you are. So that is our sort of next energy coming up there's a lot more and there's a lot more and there's a lot more we're going to talk more um as the the months unfold or the weeks unfold more about this opposition to uranus there's so much more here um we will cover that again and then we've got some really interesting to come things coming up um in december i'm really feeling like um 2019 is every year since 2015 has had a theme <laughs> and this year definitely I still had a, a very distinct theme of uh, trajectory forward movement and a real sort of um, I don't even know how to express it just um, advancement is really what it felt like and so really the big big year is 2020 we're building into that and of course there are bigger years behind that because this ascension this new earth creation is huge it's just absolutely huge so we are working on every level that we can even conceive of and even the ones that we can't so love yourself be patient really the message with venus at this point at this level of the game is self-love self-love is the best thing that you can incorporate to navigate these energies right now Absolutely. You know, I have to say this because it's interesting that the end the thing that you said there about, you know, if you're in a situation 
someone that you're planning to keep in your life. Um, let's say, for instance, that I have a couple of clients I know that have talked about this, and I know for myself, um, long before like I met my long before I met my twin flame, I honestly uh, was in a relationship where initially it was very it could have easily been defined as codependent, and um, you know I see that a lot of people kind of struggling right now as you talked about how that's not resonating anymore. So people are really being asked to look at that with clarity, right? Being truly Mm -hmm. asked to look at that and make a decision. It is, it is a decision time. Um, I see that with clients as well, but what I saw with myself is what you just described. And it's interesting because when you hear it, you think, well, that sounds exactly like codependency, like looking at someone's amazing qualities and loving them and, and giving them this highest love and not focusing on the negative. But it isn't about denial, and it's certainly not about um, lacking in self-love. It's about seeing things very clearly but not focusing on the negative aspects and coming from a space of compassion and unconditional love and positive regard for yourself and someone else, because as you stated, when you love yourself and you're loving yourself unconditionally, then the way that you see the mirror, which is always the other person, you're not going to have all this judgment and criticism about what's going on with them. You're going to be looking at the, the qualities that they have that are beautiful and what they've taught you and all that you have learned from them, and you're going to see all of their beautiful qualities and see that they're the qualities that may have hurt you in the past were simply their expressions of their pain, whatever they have left to heal. And it honestly, that process is what assisted me in leaving that relationship. It was that I needed to see it from a love space because when I was seeing it from a space of fear, that's what kept me codependent. When I was seeing it from a space of the negativity, that's what kept me in it, you know, because it was like I needed validation and I needed closure and I needed all these things that I didn't need. And once I got into a space of love with it, it completely shifted the energy and I was able to walk away from it without any resentment, no grief whatsoever. It was just a letting go and understanding exactly what it was, the teacher that he was, the experience that it was. It was a beautiful it, it was a beautiful ending to something. It was, you know, a beautiful beginning for both of us, um, for him and for me to move on. It's just an amazing experience, and you you nailed it with what you just said. That's exactly what it takes. Yeah, it is because, and it's the same. This is why we self love because when we are holding an energetic charge of true compassion and love for ourselves, this is what's available to us. You want to remember that what you see in another person is really an energy that you hold. Um, And so you want to be careful, right? You want to see your judgments as your judgments. (laughs) They're your judgments. It's not about the other person. So this is where things might get sticky because it is helping us. We are needing to clarify. So it is important to use discernment, but discernment and judgment are different. When you move into a space of love within yourself and for others, you can use your discernment. You can make those choices compassionately. But you're right. If you hold an energy of fear and you're not in that space of self-love within yourself, then this is where the distortions happen and this is where mistakes can be made in relationships and where you create karma. So you want to really see your perspectives right now as own them, like own them. They're yours. That you're going to be shown where your values are. So, for example, right. if, it, if a person has a value to, um, that needs, like, for example, money in a relationship and needs to be taken care of, she's going to be shown that. She's going to be shown that value. If there's a distortion there, she's going to be shown that. Um, we're mm-hmm. no longer, we can't hide anymore, and we certainly can't hide in relationships. So there will be some really interesting navigation, I think, through these times. And we're definitely going to talk more about it so that that the support is there for everyone. We do have a lot of energy that is supporting us. But what we're really doing is we're beginning to get clarity because the paradigm shift has occurred. And now we're we're kind of feeling and touching the edges of this shift. And they're they're just not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same in relationships. And so if you're not in alignment with this, 
the progression of the new energy that's there, you're going to be shown very quickly what adjustments you need to make. And it will always be an orientation back into love and especially self-love. So I always recommend self-love because um, it is, it is your fastest route, not only to your ascension, but also to the clarity that you seek in relationships and within yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I can't say that enough either. It's something that I know I had to go through and I still go through. It's something just like you said, in relationships, you know, and I know we just have a quick moment here, but I want to say this quickly. My twin flame connection, of course, yes, in the very, very beginning, um, Everything, you know, the energy is amazing. The stuff that happened is amazing. Every, all the, I mean, literally creating thunderstorms with the energy was beautiful. And it has always been beautiful and has stayed that way. And it is, it is a blessing and it is a gift and it is something that is quite indescribable uh, with regard to, it's, it's certainly nothing that fits in the definitions or the boxes of, like you said, the 3D paradigms of relationships. So it's just really nothing that, that I can say about it. It's a feeling more than a word. But that said, you know, I had a lot of people talking to me about their twin flame thing or wanting to meet their twin flame and all of this coming up for them and not understanding that uh, it's not about meeting someone and then everything's, that's it, it's beautiful, there's nothing. It, that's, <laughs> but that was the furthest from the truth because what it was was a huge mirror and a trigger for all, any residual, and I'm so thankful I did my homework for years prior to meeting him because I can't imagine what it would have been like if I hadn't. Um, But because I had, I was already familiar with what was happening and I was familiar with the work. But the triggers that come up, you know, even if you've done the work, there's residual stuff that you haven't been able to get Mm -hmm. out, energy from deep, deep energy from a long time ago that you may not even recall yeah. that comes up. And and when that happens, right. I mean, there were things that happened for me that I felt like, you know, I, I had to not judge myself in it. I had to be like, no, okay, this had to come up, and I'm going to love myself through this. And so I, I cannot say that enough. Self-love is 100% the key, self-love. And with self-love, that means, you know, healing yourself, looking at your integrating. Everything needs to be about looking at yourself, where things are for you, what you feel about you, how you, how you love yourself, and not in a sense of self-care, but, yes, absolutely, that goes with it, but in the sense of unconditional self-love. So, yes, I can't mm-hmm. state that enough, and I'm, I'm so glad that you say that today because that's exactly what, what is needed. I will say, I know we have um, – I want everyone to know, first of all, if you're not following Lynette, please do on Instagram. It's at Oracle of Your Soul. Uh, you can find everything you need to know about her there in her bio. You can reach her, contact her, set up sessions with her. Um, but, you know, you always want to follow because she really does always put these, this great information out. I'm, I'm constantly sharing it and downloading it and taking snapshots of it. So it's really important <laughs> for you to do that. There's just a daily dose of information. But um, I know that we'll be on with you again in a couple of weeks. But I, I wanted to remind everyone, first of all, yes, by all means, check in next week, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, to hear from Elizabeth Harvin. And if you want a free reading, be sure to check in with us and call in. That is a 90-minute show because we do have so many callers that we kind of had to extend the time. And as such, be sure that you call in early so that we can get to you and your questions. But I wanted to say, Lynette, if ever you have an opportunity to share this with us, I, I am wondering, and this is not a question to answer now, this is like a question to place for you that maybe we can talk about on a future show, how all of this is affecting the children, because I do have a couple of situations coming through, um, clients and otherwise, that I'm kind of noticing uh, an impact on the kids, and how that's affecting the adults, and how the adults are handling it. So I just want to plant that seed for a future show if that's something you might want to touch on yeah no i'd be happy to yeah yeah Mm -hmm. wonderful 
All right. Well, thank you so much as always for being on the show. And of course, you know, I absolutely love you and all that your light work that you put out into the world. So thank you again for being you and the vessel that you are. Um, thank you, of course, to all thank the you. listeners and everyone that has tuned in today. I can't say it enough. I appreciate you so much. You give me the ability to to do this show and have a platform to, to be able to share with the world what I think is important. But then you also allow me to give a platform that I admire so much and allow me to let them have a place to shine their light. So thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find more information, facebook.com backslash Hour, or always check in the show page. We've always got info there as well. Be sure to follow at Oracle of Your Soul, that's Lynette Duncan, on Instagram. And otherwise, we will talk to you next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks so much, goddesses. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.